At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, it's Saturday Night Live in Las Vegas. We're at the Circus Sportsbook for Sunday Bet Prep. This is our NFL preview show. Matt Humans and Scott Spreitzer back from a bye week, Scott. Hmm. How was your uh, Saturday night oh, a man. week ago? I enjoyed it. I ate more food than a man should be allowed to eat that night and had an absolute fantastic time. And I'm guessing you did too on uh, the west side of town from what I heard. So yeah, uh, good, good little night to be off. I, I think it probably didn't help a whole lot because I had my first NFL losing week of the season. So it's good to be back in the saddle when we're here. We've been winning. I'm back. I'm hoping for a winning card tomorrow. See, that's the thing. When you're winning, you don't want to change your routine. Exactly. And last week we changed the routine. Um uh, We'll talk more about our contest records later in the show as we uh, get into it. But uh, one team that's been very good to us in terms of our preseason prediction, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. And they are featured on Sunday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. This line has uh, bumped up two points this week, from four and a half to six and a half right now at Circa. Total of 42. And uh, Scott, I opened the week thinking, you know, I, I, I might play the Eagles in this spot. And I think I've been priced out of it. Uh, at this point. In fact, I've turned my contest plays in for the Westgate and the Circa, and I did not use the Eagles. How about you? Yeah, I decided to get involved with Philly. And, uh, of course, it was six early in the week. Now, last I saw it was six and a half for the most part, just about everywhere that I saw. And mm-hmm. I was looking at about 15 or 20 books on my line service. But, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm going to back them here. And I'm a little bit concerned about the left side of their offensive line being a little bit banged up. But, of course, you're going up against – uh, the human sack machine and Micah Parsons, which he's just been as you know, you were calling this a couple of weeks ago before uh, the season about this. This would probably be the defender of the year or something like that. And 
And he sure hasn't hurt himself. And you look at like his last 21 games, he's got like 19 sacks. <laughs> and the thing is, is even when he doesn't get to the quarterback, when the quarterback still has the ball, it seems like he's influencing the opposing quarterback's passing because he's having to get it out quick to avoid Micah Parsons. So a little bit worried about the left side of the offensive line, but there's some things we could discuss in a little bit that uh, give me reasons to back Philly in this one. Yeah, the, uh, the issue with Michael Parsons this week was actually it had me leaning towards the Cowboys in this game. I watched the Cowboys-Rams game. I had the Cowboys in that game last week. I thought their defensive front was just going to wreak havoc on that awful Rams offensive line. But Michael Parsons suffered a groin injury sure. in that game, and he was limping around at the end. And I said, man, if he can't go against Philly, that's going to be a problem because the Eagles have an elite offensive line. They really mm-hmm. do. So the Cowboys, I think – have uh, been a little bit fortunate, Scott, because they face some offensive lines that aren't the best. Right. And the Eagles have one of the best offensive lines, and uh, that's one thing that kind of pointed me in Philadelphia's direction this week. So when I look at that offensive line, that's the only thing that scares me is the front, you know, I mean, the, the left side. And outside of that, I think the thing that holds Dallas back from potentially getting to the quarterback often in this game is the weaponry that he's got around him, talking about Jalen Hurts. Sure. I mean, you're probably going to get, you know, some – couple of tough matchups in this for the Dallas secondary. And if they are unable to get to the quarterback or put pressure on Jalen Hurts, and he can move all over the place, you know, parallel to the line of scrimmage and doesn't have to take off and run with it. And if they're able to do that, then obviously you negate that pass rush that Dallas has been able to, to get going each and every week. But you're right. I mean, we'll talk about it. I mean, look at some of the, the teams they've gone up against, and you're going to say this will be the most formidable offensive line, if healthy, uh, that they're going to face. So, yeah, again, it's, it's one of those things that was the last game to make our card, and uh, we had to split between that. And there was a couple of other games uh, that we had on our little point total system that we do when we figure out who we're going to play in the in the contests. And uh, it was tied with a couple of other teams, Jacksonville being one of those, and then found some things on Jacksonville that I didn't want to get involved with as far as the contest is concerned. So for those who don't know, when you talk about we, your contest team is you and your wife, right? Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> wife just says, just make the money. I'll be eating dinner. No, it's <laughs> listen, I took her to a Sarah Brightman concert the uh-huh. other night. So she's happy. She's happy as could be. Uh, but you know, my, my partner out in LA is uh, Al McMorty. And right. uh, we partnered up several times over the last several years and, and have a, a 16th place finish. And I'll just say real quickly about that, that 16th place finish at the super contest a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that season where the, uh, on a Thursday afternoon, the computers went down and there was a Thursday night game and we had a proxy that was going down there and filling things out for us. And he calls us and he goes, I don't think we're going to be able to get in this play. And the folks that got in were able to use the play. The folks that couldn't, couldn't. And it's in the guidelines. There was nothing wrong with the way they decided it, but we were four and one that week. And the game that we ended up using to replace the Thursday night game was a Sunday night game on the bears. Uh, we lost the Sunday night game. The Thursday night game would have won. And, uh, and yeah, it was a bummer, but, uh, Anyway, so we ended up, I believe it was one point or half a point out of like eighth or ninth place, and we finished 16th, which was about a $50,000 difference, that, that one little thing. But uh, listen, to no fault of theirs, and I never blamed them, and it's, you know, everybody had a fair shot. If you got the play in, you got to use it. If you didn't, you didn't, and that's the way it goes sometimes. So, But that's how close it came to being a top 10 finish. So we've been partnered up ever since, and uh, we've had decent success over the years. All right. Well, continued success this season. Like I said, we'll mention how we're doing in the contest and get to our contest plays and best bets later in the show. The Eagles, one of your contest plays here. Uh, I actually think the Cowboys are better off with uh, Cooper Rush, a quarterback, because Dak Prescott has not played for sure. essentially uh, six weeks. 
five or six weeks. Uh, let's hear from Eagles coach Nick Sirianni about the challenges of facing Cooper Rush, who has not set the world on fire, but he's 4-0 as a starter. We definitely know more about Cooper Rush than we did last year at this time, right? Because there's more games out there on him. So, um, you know, we'll study the crap out of those games and, and, and have a plan for it. And I know we already do have a plan for it. Um, but, you know, he's doing a nice job. And, yeah, I, I got to give credit to Cooper Rush, too, right? He's, he's, he's going out there and he's executing. And he's putting him in a position to help them win. And uh, so a lot of respect there. And, uh, but, you know, like I said, we do have more, more tape on him than, we, than, we, we, than the Rams did or than the Giants did or than the, you know, I don't forget, remember that order that they played. But... Um, but good job to these guys of, of, of putting them in position to succeed. Okay, it's, uh, it's easy for Nick Sirianni to forget the Cowboys also beat the Commodores in that stretch. He said <laughs> the, the Rams, the Giants. Who was the other team? <laughs> the Washington Commodores. Okay, so actually Cooper Rush had put up pretty good numbers against Washington. Right. He only threw for 102 yards last week against Rams, but Scotty really didn't even have to throw the ball the way the Cowboys defense dictated that game from the start. Now, the one thing Cooper Rush is not doing, he's not throwing picks and he's not taking sacks. He's not setting the offense back. Well, he's not throwing the offensive line off their game either by right. running too early also. So I like the way he does that. But, you know, I think he's right, Sirianni. I mean, you finally got game film on him. I was kind of breaking it down here in, in some notes that I put together about Cooper Rush before and over the last couple of games. You look at the first two games as a starter when nobody had really any game film on, on him and he came against Cincinnati and the Giants. Not only did he have a high completion rate, but his team, Dallas, averaged almost five yards per carry, 4.96 to be exact in those two games. Cooper Rush at 65% of his passes, and he averaged 225 yards passing per game. Now, the last two games, he went up against the Commanders, 26th against the run and yards allowed mm -hmm. uh, rushing per game, 18th against the pass in yards per game. And he went against the Rams also. And guess what? He's gone from a 65% passer to a 58% passer. And all of a sudden, his yards passing per game dropped by about 63 yards right. per contest. And again, he has a throw to INT, but he's going to face the best defense he's seen all season. And they've now got four solid games on film. And so when I was breaking that down and looking those numbers and saw his accuracy numbers had dropped off since teams have been able to look at him, and it's not been against fierce defenses. You know, you can't call Washington in the same you know, obvious category as you do the Philadelphia Eagles. That when I saw that number dropping down, 58% passer, I thought, okay, maybe there's something out there on film that they've been able to compile and they can kind of force him in maybe the areas of the field when he's throwing passes that he's not real comfortable with. So, again, you know, it's the left side of the offensive line for Philly was what almost kept me off of this game, but we added it, and it was only six in the super contest. We went ahead and, and added it to the contest. But, again, I think this is the biggest test. If Cooper Rush comes out and plays a great game and they play a close game and either cover this or, or win this game outright, uh, then you could throw out everything I just said about game film. But I think it does matter. I think Sirianni's right. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts has not put up big numbers, the opposing quarterback, in terms of touchdown passes. But everything else he has, so ignore the touchdown pass statistic. I saw somebody talking this week about Carson Wentz has six more TD passes than <laughs> Jalen Hurts. A, uh, Hurts has been outstanding in every aspect uh, so far. And I think this uh, – Cowboys defense. If you can't put pressure on Jalen Hurts, and uh, it could be a long, could be a long Sunday night for the Cowboys. I had the Eagles on my short list. Didn't quite make my final five, but that's the side I prefer sure. in the Sunday night game as well. Uh, but that number did open four and a half mm -hmm. last Sunday night, Monday morning, up to six and a half at this point. So a lot of support for the Philadelphia side.
Quick look at the uh, DraftKings props on this game. Cooper Rush, passing yards, 218.5. Jalen Hurts, 236.5. And, a half. and um, I don't think I would touch the Cooper Rush prop. And the, I think the first instinct, Scott, when you look at it, say, I would go under. But if the Cowboys are trailing in this game, like you and I think they will, they're going to have to throw a lot, the ball a lot more than they did the past couple weeks. Absolutely. He's got to put it up in the air if they're down. I think they're going to be down in this game, so he's going to have to throw the ball. So you might see him up around 230 yards as he was averaging in his first two starts after Dak got hurt. And I wouldn't play the under here. I, w- I wouldn't play his number. His numbers under. I wouldn't play Jalen Hurts under either because you could have a situation where the Dallas is able to slow that running game down a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's got to little, do a little bit more with his arm. I'm not suggesting playing the over. I'm not going to be involved in either one of those props at all of this game. But uh, there's just no way at this point I could play a quarterback under his average on the season when I think he's going to be trailing in this game. And obviously I laid six, and it's six and a half, so he could be down by more than a touchdown for a good chunk of this football game. Uh, quick thoughts here in the final 30 seconds. How do you feel about the Eagles? <laughs> Seriously, how do you feel about the Eagles? Because they're such a good first-half team. But, Scott, their offense has uh, really – their production's really tailed off and uh, kind of died in the second half of games. You're talking about the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I happened to look down and I saw Washington and I started no. laughing. But anyway – They uh, have yeah, no offense. Yeah, I, it, again, it's a situation where adjustments have to be made. And, and if you can get out to a lead, you don't have to do as much in the second half. You can dial it down a little bit. But – they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to put up numbers in the second half. I think in this game to be able to cover that six-point spread. Been the best first-half team in yep. the NFL this season. The Philadelphia Eagles host the Cowboys on Sunday night. Quick break. We come back. We'll preview Bills Chiefs. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, welcome back to the segment of Sunday Bet Prep presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen is there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. Again, that's Z-Y-N.com. And warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Matt and Scott Sprites are back here on our NFL preview show on Saturday night from the Circus Sportsbook. And uh, we have the Hall of Famer. On deck, Vinny Maiulo, South Point odds maker, gone gaming bookmaker. He is uh, going to be on with us here in about 15 minutes. Hour number two, Will Hill, VSIN analyst with his top plays. And Scott Kellen comes back tonight in the final hour with a couple of best bets I think Scott Spreicher is going to like. All right, let's get to uh, Thursday night football only because we have to. Uh, <laughs> I think sometimes uh, Michael Lombardi asked me this morning uh, how to, how do you move forward and approach uh, the Bears and the Commodores after what you saw Thursday night when Washington won that game 12-7? to The Bears ran for 240 yards and scored one touchdown, failed three times inside the 10-yard line, and lost. And um, I said going forward, I'm only looking to fade these two teams. I'm not, I, I'm not looking for any opportunities or any spots where I think, <laughs> okay, this week I can play the Bears. Or this week I can play the, play the Commanders. I don't want to. I don't want to bet on these bad teams, Scott. We get, you and I both got burned in the con, in the contest yep. last week with Washington. I don't want to bet this team again. This Thursday night game. What did you take away from it? Well, first of all, that Sunday game was the difference between a winning card and a losing card sure. for me with Washington, and they were three to six feet away from the end zone late in the game and couldn't punch it in for oh, the go ahead touchdown. Pathetic. Yeah, terrible play calling and terrible playing by the quarterback and the offense, but. They go into Thursday night, they're in a great spot again, and I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to let this team beat me twice in four or five days. Ain't going to happen. And, of course, they go out and they get the victory 12-7. Which team is worse? I'll just say this, man. I'm, I'm all for relegation. I think the British have it right when it comes to the EPL. I'm all for relegation. Let's get that minor league system going out here and just do away with these teams for a, a season until they earn their way back up to the NFL level. Of course, I'm joking, but I'm kind of not. Uh, there's nothing about either one of these teams that I want to get involved in. I'm going to continue to look at situations and try to find spots, but I can't see 
I mean, boy, I'd have to have like 15 teams on, on a bye week in order for me to jump in with mm-hmm. one of these two teams. At least the Bears have a little bit of hope because we knew before the season began, and you know they weren't tricking anybody. They didn't do anything in the offseason to help uh, the quarterback situation with Fields or that offense, and we knew what they were going to do. They were going to lower that cap space, and in the offseason, as long as Fields doesn't you know, get wrecked throughout the course of this season, they were going to build around him with a ton of cap space and get him some weaponry. So there's hope. I mean, the Bears are doing what everybody thought they would before the season, sure. but the Commanders, you know, they thought that they had a chance to actually win a few games this year, and obviously there's no symbiosis between Rivera and Carson Wentz. You saw what, you know, Rivera was saying last week. I'm not a big fan of Rivera's anyway, but I'm not a fan of Carson Wentz either. So at this point, man, it's <laughs> I, I just got to keep passing this football team unless there is a ridiculous situation that cannot be passed. And still, I don't know if they'd make a contest card for me, either one of these teams. <laughs> I hope. I don't have to put one of these teams on the contest. Exactly. And I really don't want to bet real money on either one of these teams. I'm looking to fade these teams. And even though I'm a dog player, these teams are going to be in the dog role the rest of the year. I, I try to play quality dogs and not the ugliest dogs exactly. on the card. Scott, right now, who do you have as the worst team in the NFL? I have the Chicago Bears as okay. the worst team. I do yeah, too. And it, it's probably easy to say that right now. We, we did this before the season. We, we thought the Bears, the Seahawks, those two teams would be at or near the bottom of the league pretty much all season. And Seattle's played, you know, a little bit better than I thought they would. Geno Smith's played much better. I'll be sure. candid and honest about that. You know, I didn't think he would do anything at all. I thought he'd be replaced by now. So he has actually played better uh, under Pete Carroll as the starter than I did think he would. But I still got him in my bottom three or mm-hmm. four. But Chicago is dead last. Washington's down there close to dead last. I just think Chicago's got some – there's light at the end of the tunnel potentially for next year for the Bears – I don't know about Washington. I don't know about Seattle right now. Well, last thing here on the Bears game in that 12-7 loss on Thursday night, Justin Fields, he made a couple of spectacular plays. He also missed a lot of open throws, misreads. Uh, You can see that he's a very inexperienced uh, second-year quarterback, and I don't think he's getting much help from the coaching staff in terms of the play calling either. The offensive line is not very good. you got guys out there missing simple blocking assignments. Guys dropping passes. It's a mess. The Bears are a wreck. And uh, I'm not sure in the in the big picture, Scott, what they're going to do with the quarterback position, but I don't think the new co- coach and new GM want Justin Fields. It, it kind of seems that way. They're throwing him out there to the Wolves. Right. You know, they're almost trying to make him look bad. It exactly. Like. And, and I know before the season, the talk was we're going to let him mature another year. We'll build around him. But – how can you mature when you're constantly under pressure, constantly on the run? You're only able to throw 15, 17, 18 passes a game, even when you're trailing and you got to fire the football, and you got nobody around you who can mm-hmm. do their job at the NFL level. So there's no way he can mature and become a better quarterback in all this, in this scenario. It is. It's almost like, okay, well, it's fine. Let, let's go out there and throw him out there on the field. We, we're not going anywhere anyway, and, and let's, uh, let's set him up to fail, and, and we'll go after somebody in the free agency season right. after the year's over. But uh, I, I kind of feel bad for him because – He's not able to develop at all in this offense. I think he's better off in a Baltimore Ravens type of system. Oh, there you go. You know, after after the Bears, after uh, Fields ripped off that 39-yard run to get to the five-yard line at the end of the game, the Bears got to win that game at that point. And you you call four RPOs. (laughs) You you put the ball in Justin Fields' hands, get him out in the perimeter, (laughs) and let him make a play. The Bears called one of those on four plays. That's poor play calling. Put a wide receiver behind the tight end as the tight end comes across the field around the goal line, the wide receiver behind him, maybe another one over the middle, and then you let him roll out to the side that the tight end is running on, and uh, and, and you let him make that decision of run or pass, and they didn't. They, they called the RPOs, as you mentioned, horrible coaching, set them up to fail, and they failed. All right, we've talked enough about two of the worst teams <laughs> in the NFL. Let's get to two of the best. Uh, Bills at Chiefs. 
and uh, a rematch of a divisional playoff game that was a classic. It was, and the Chiefs won that 42-36 in overtime in January. And uh, that was his two-and-a-half-point home favorites. Now they're two-and-a-half-point home dogs to the Bills. Uh, Scott, do you anticipate a high-scoring game here? And uh, do you like a side in KC on Sunday afternoon? I'm not a big totals guy, college or pro, so I'm not going to get involved there. But I I really thought that only being two-and-a-half would keep a lot of the regular person who walks in a casino to make a bet off the game if they liked Kansas City. I thought maybe they'd probably wait for the three, but it didn't bother me at all. In fact, the Chiefs are a contest play for me. I'm not sure I'm a big fan yet, Matt, of the Bills' secondary. I don't think they've really been tested yet. If you check out some of the offenses that Buffalo has faced, they played three teams that are ranked between 21st and 29th in yards allowed passing per game, and the Rams are 17th. None of the offenses they've faced are balanced. The Rams, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Steelers, none of those offenses have any kind of balance. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, the Bills' offense has faced four defenses ranked 28 to 32nd in yards passing allowed per contest. And I know what folks are thinking. Well, yeah, well, part of that's due to the fact they played the Buffalo Bills. Well, there's also been another three or four games on top of the games against the Buffalo Bills, and they still have stunk it up on the field. And really only one defense, which is the Rams, is halfway decent uh, in the traditional stats, like yards allowed per game passing or running. They're like 11th and 13th in that area. Uh, but these teams are bad in those areas, no matter how you slice it. And so Kansas City, you got Patrick Mahomes who can slice and dice defenses and secondaries that haven't been playing against top-level opposition uh, throughout the course of the season. And you know what? I, I think it's overrated when you hear about revenge to a certain extent in all sports when you're betting. I also think it's overrated a little bit when you hear a coach or a player say, you know, hey, in the locker room, they're saying, we, we, you know, they're coming to our house and we're a dog. But with Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. I, I think it matters a little bit. I think he's that kind of competitor Never who's going to sit there dog. and go, exactly, and go, we're a home dog. Mm-hmm. We're a dog at Arrowhead. And so there's a little bit of extra motivation. And by the way, I think he's 7-0-1 against the spread when getting points all coming away from home. He is. The total is painted 54 across the board. Uh, there are threes right now, Scott. If, uh, if you like the Chiefs, you can find a three at DraftKings and a three at Caesars. There you go. And who knows, might get a couple more pop up by tomorrow. Uh, I lean to the KC side in this game. I haven't played it yet, but I wanted the, the three mm-hmm. with the Chiefs if I was going to do it. And in the contest, of course, it's two and a half. You went ahead and took the two and a half in the yeah, contest, man, right? Maybe it won't, won't be smart, but I did. Yeah. I went ahead and laid the or took the two and a half there. And, you know, I'm just thinking at this point, is it the super contest I get? That, that has the six-week uh, payoff, right? Yes. And so I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, you know, I, I got to make up two games. Thank you, Washington, last week. And uh, sitting two <laughs> games out of first. And I thought, I, I got to maybe throw a game in there that maybe a lot of people won't have. And I thought that might be one of them. Not just because of that reason, but also because I do like the Chiefs in this spot. All right. When uh, I think the difference between the teams right now is Buffalo tied for first in scoring defense, 12.2 points per game. Uh, the the Chiefs are in 23rd, 25 points per game. But, like you said, I think Buffalo's kind of benefited from facing a schedule with weaker offenses right. up to this point. Yeah, I think that's going to be the difference in this one. They're finally going to face an offense that's led by one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in the last decade. And again, I think he's going to have a little chip on his shoulder for being an underdog in this game. And I, I do like Casey to go out and get the better of him this one. All right, the Chiefs raced a 17-0 deficit to beat the Raiders 30-29 to <laughs> on Monday night in a thriller on deck, the Hall of Famer, Vinny Maiulo. He's going to join us next. We're going to find out where the sharp money is, where the books have liability on Sunday, NFL Week 6. Stay tuned. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The NASCAR playoffs are in full swing. It's time to see all of your favorite drivers in Vegas. The South Point 400 is Sunday at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. VSIN's own Brent Musburger will be the Grand Marshal of the race and will broadcast from the track tomorrow morning on his Countdown to Kickoff show here on VSIN for odds. An insight on betting the South Point 400. Download the Gone Racing podcast today. Brent Musburger kicked off the uh, Friday night show with me. And uh, a close friend of his, Vinny Maiulo, joins us now. The Hall of Famer, Vinny Maiulo, joins us now. Vinny, are you fired up for the race? I know that this is a big deal at the South Point when this race comes to Vegas in October. And it's great to have Brent Musburger as a Grand Marshal. He said last night, it's an honor you know, to do something like this. And, of course, uh, Michael gone, he was not going to turn down his invitation. No, not at all, Matt. First of all, good to be with you and Scott. And uh, I was actually at the racetrack today, Matt, uh, giving away tickets, did a little uh, ambassador work. Uh, and not, by the way, not not admission tickets. I was giving away bet tickets. Uh, <laughs> South, Point, okay. uh, South Point was uh, generous enough to uh, award folks uh, and that uh, came by the uh, the Midway booth of the South Point, which is massive, by the way. I mean, it's uh, there's the Clydesdales, there's prizes, uh, there's entertainment, all all kinds of good things. So I was out there giving away tickets today. We had a lot of fun with the folks. Of course, Brent's going to be out there. I was out there with Brent a few years ago at the Motor Speedway, and we did uh, we did my guys in the desert from there. I'm sure he's going to do a great job in uh, in being uh, the Grand Marshal this year. So uh, good good event again. Another event here in Las Vegas, and uh, I think it's going to be exciting. So, good stuff. South Point 400 again tomorrow. And um, the South Point, the center of uh, activity this week, the Budweiser Clydesdales were out there. And I know Jimmy Vaccaro was riding the horses, and it looked like he might have fallen off one of the horses uh, this week. (laughs) I saw the photo of his uh, black eye. I wasn't sure what happened. All right, anyway, let's get on to uh, football. Vinny's giving away tickets. I like that. He's giving away betting tickets. He's like the Santa Claus of the sports book. Vinny, how many betting tickets do you have on this Bills Chiefs game tomorrow? I got to think this is going to draw heavy action two ways. Matt, uh, great, uh, great call on that. Uh, no question. Uh, this game, by the way, did open at two, and we opened uh, our numbers on, on Monday. Uh, Chrissy Andrews gets on with Gil Alexander on uh, a numbers game and uh, guessing lines and posts them right after the show. Open two, it's up to two and a half. Matt, I will tell you this. Uh, between these two teams, and I'm probably sounding a little selfish here, I really wish it was the primetime game. Uh, although the primetime game will be fine because first place in the NFC East is on the line between the Cowboys and Eagles. But this Bills-Chiefs game, I think, is going to be one of the most heavily bet games of the first six weeks of the season. Uh, hasn't let us down now at uh, 125 Pacific start. Everything is going to be going to it before it goes to the primetime game between the Cowboys and Eagles. So open two, up to two and a half. And uh, folks are not ashamed. They're not bashful about betting the points in this game. They know what happened in the playoffs last year. Highest total on the board this week at 54, uh, open 53. I'm guessing as we're talking, Vinny, that we might see a, a, just a couple of teaser bets, six-point teasers with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs teased up to eight and a half at the South Point and potentially that late game, the Eagles being teased down to basically just having to win the football game. So that ought to be a, a steady ticket that keeps coming in tonight and tomorrow morning. Scott, good point. Uh, good call. I think you'll see teaser action on both of these uh, teams here, but certainly 
you know, more uh, seasoned betters like yourself will look for as many points as possible uh, as well, right? I mean, if you can get the Chiefs, uh, you know, through a touchdown, that's great. If you get the Cowboys, you know, uh, through that key number of 10, even, you know, through a touchdown and a half, I think that there's going to be some uh, value there. So we're seeing teasers on both sides uh, of these two games here. And of course, uh, as we get into this further into this card, I, you, you can guess uh, it's not hard to think uh, where the teasers start, especially uh, with the first game on the rotation between the Buccaneers and Steelers. It's all about the Buccaneers. Do you have Philly, let's say, for instance, Philly, and, of course, Buffalo and KC, do you have these teams all ranked in your top three or four, and, and who's maybe power-rated behind the counter a little bit better than the other right now? Yeah, good uh, good question, Scott. I've got the, the Bills, number one. Uh, and again, I think uh, you know they, they actually could uh, could be undefeated right now, in my opinion. KC number two, and they're close; they're within a couple of points of each other. I've got uh, Tampa Bay and Philly next. Um, you know, even though I think Tampa mainly because of their defense, I think they've been a little bit of a disappointment the last couple of weeks. And then Philly. Uh, then I've got uh, uh, the Chargers and Green Bay. So those are my top six teams in terms of power ratings, uh, but the, certainly the Bills right now on top. Vinny, do you do anything with the line at all as far as value between Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys when Prescott finally comes back? Yeah, I think, you know, listen, you know, let's face it. I think, the, you know, uh, Rush has been been more than serviceable, right? I think, I, I think a lot of folks are surprised with the fact, especially after that first week, how bad Dallas looked. Uh, but I think you, you have to take into consideration it's still going to be Dak Prescott. Cowboys defense has been terrific, but Dak Prescott, I think he's uh, he's certainly uh, a three-point upgrade, two and a half to three-point upgrade. Uh, but Rush has surprised a lot of people, but he's he's not the passer certainly sure. that Dak Prescott is. Matt Eumann, Scott Spritzer here on the Sunday Bet Prep Show. Our three-hour NFL preview. We're graced by the presence of the Hall of Famer Vinny Maiulo at Twitter at vsinvinny. Uh, Vinny, what's it been like since you were inducted into the Hall of Fame? A lot of autographs, photos, a lot of people uh, begging for your attention. Uh, no, but, but I will tell you this. This is the first time I've ever had the word graced next to my name. And I went to Catholic school all my life. So uh, the fact that you just said graced and uh, my name in the same sentence, uh, the good sisters and uh, Franciscans would be very pleased with you. Thank you. God bless you. Man. Yeah, I, I, can, I can relate, man. Those CCD classes on Wednesday afternoons weren't easy, Vinny. You had them on Wednesday afternoon. I had them, I had them five days a week. Okay, so you went to the parochial schools. I just had to show up on Wednesday afternoons, and it took a lot of heat myself. Oh. And, you know, couldn't talk about point spreads at the time, actually. Vinny no, was... I could, because that was every one of our fundraisers. That's actually where there I got go. my early training. <laughs> but Vinny, Vinny was running a book in school at the time. All right, let's talk about the New York Jets. Uh, Vinny, your Jets, do you think this team's legit? And what's the betting like on this game? The, the numbers bumped up from 7 to 7.5 pretty much across the board. i got to think the Packers are going to be a heavy teaser play. Yeah, Matt, you're right. The Packers are in a lot of teasers. We're up to 7.5. We opened at 7. Here's the thing about the Jets. Jets play hard. Uh, for solid or coach. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're still trying to figure out exactly what's going on in Green Bay. But this is also a game, you know, last week uh, Green Bay fell to the Giants uh, in, a, in a, a disastrous second half for them. Um, this is a spot here where folks are saying, you know what, Aaron Rodgers gets things right uh, against the uh, the other New York team that uh, shares uh, the same stadium with the Giants. Uh, but, look, 
the Jets, you have to look for teams that compete, and that's what the Jets do, and that's what they've done all year. They've not given up. So, again, you know, when I look at teasers, the general public is all over teasers uh, to the Packers. Uh, but if you can get uh, the Jets uh, plus two touchdowns, I think uh, more season betters are looking at that as well. That's an interesting matchup because the Jets are off wins, uh, back-to-back wins. They beat the Steelers and the Dolphins. They needed a fourth-quarter comeback to beat the Steelers. Zach Wilson has looked pretty good. And we talked on this show a couple weeks ago about, you know, when he was going into Pittsburgh, maybe that was a spot to fade him. But Vinny, I have to give him credit. He's played well. He's looked poised. And uh, the Jets actually look like a competent football team since he's come back the past couple weeks. Yeah, Matt, that's a terrific point. But I also think it's got a lot to do with how the coaching staff is coaching him. I mean, I think we've got some teams out there where not only are our quarterbacks being asked to do an awful lot and some young quarterbacks, I mean, we look at the situation in Chicago, uh, I think some of these quarterbacks are overmatched because I think their coaches are overmatched. I think the Jets have a situation here where, as I mentioned, they're competing, and they're competing because they're looking at and they're realizing Zach Wilson, These are his, his, this is his skill set. Let's utilize it to, to maximum proficiency. And I think the coaching staff is, is in, in, in step with that. So you've got situations that there are teams that are not in lockstep. And I think uh, in Chicago, there's an example where they're not. I think, Bron- mm-hmm. I think the Denver Broncos are a situation where they're yeah. not. Uh, that's right. We're going to see the Broncos Monday night against the Chargers. Vinny, uh, 45 seconds ago, just uh, final thoughts, because these are such big games. Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles. Uh, which game is going to draw the most betting action? Is it going to be the one in KC? And as a bookmaker, where is your liability going to be on those two games? I think uh, the liability is probably going to be, Matt, we're going to, we're going to wind up uh, probably needing the, uh, the, uh, the Chiefs. I think it'll be pretty balanced. Uh, but we're going to wind up needing the Cowboys. Uh, and those two games there are going to be the highest bet games of the weekend, and they'll set the tone for Monday night. But those two games there, again, two of the bigger bet games uh, through the first six weeks. All right, that's Vinny Maiulo, Gone Gaming, Sportsbook Director, South Point Oddsmaker. Vinny, uh, thanks a lot, man. I always appreciate the time. Thank you. Great catching up with you. Good to be with you and Scott, Matt. Take care. Good uh, best wishes to everybody this weekend. All right. Don't forget about the South Point 400, the NASCAR race tomorrow with Brent Musburger as the Grand Marshal. I also heard Devontae Adams of the Raiders is driving the pace car. <laughs> Did you hear that? Don't step in front of him. <laughs> don't if you're step a photographer, in front of him. don't run in front of Devontae <laughs> Adams' car. A right, quick break. Back here in a couple minutes. Uh, we're going to talk about the Monday Nighter next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. 
Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Scott, can you feel the uh, chill in the air? <laughs> a little bit. Okay, well, it's heating up <laughs> at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to book for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now's the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first-time deposit using code SPORTS. Go to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game. BetRivers.com. All right, let's get on with it. We've talked about the biggest games on Sunday. Let's get to the Monday nighter. Broncos and Chargers in L.A. And I've got to wonder at this point if the uh, Broncos regret the Russell Wilson deal. Not just the trade, Scott. But they compounded uh, the mistake with the Luker big-time contract extension, which you can't get out of. Uh, and right now, Russell Wilson looks like an aging quarterback. He does not look like the guy who was a playmaker for 10 years in Seattle. Well, they certainly haven't set him up well. I mean, it's ridiculous what the coaches did for this team. you got a new quarterback. You're trying to run a new offensive system, and then you give him no snaps in preseason. Zero. Mm-hmm. He didn't play any snaps in preseason. And so he's learning this new offense that he's never played – in before in his entire professional career on the fly, so to speak, because they're doing it in the regular season. The the crazy thing is, is this team is not all that far away right. from a four and one record as bad as the offense has played and as, as bad as Russell Wilson has looked. I mean, they're that close. But again, I just thought it goes back to, you know, how they've approached everything. If I've got a new quarterback, I don't care who he is. I want him out there in at least a few meaningful uh, moments and quarters of preseason action to be able to see if he's learned the offense or not. And, and we talk about it a lot in all kinds of sports, Matt. I mean, everybody talks about the fact that you coach to the to the talent you have. You don't try to take talent and change that talent in the way you're coaching. Mm-hmm. And they certainly have not done that in Denver. So I don't know how much I'm going to blame Russell Wilson yet. Now, you, know, you, you brought my wife into the mix you know, about an hour ago or whatever it was, half an hour ago. So I'm just going to continue <laughs> off of that. She laughs at me because she accuses me of having a, a man crush or something like that on Russell Wilson because I've been a fan of his since he was at NC State before he went to Wisconsin. Yeah. I was like, this guy's got to be a Heisman Trophy winner. This guy's got to be a future Hall of Famer. And I talked about him and talked about him over and over when he first came into the league. And so I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of prejudiced in that I am a Russell Wilson fan, and I have to get rid of that fandom as I handicap him. 
But again, you've just basically brought in a brand new offense and gave him no chance to learn the offense in the preseason. It's it's kind of ridiculous on the Denver coaching staff as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Other than that, I have no opinion. Hit a nerve. <laughs> Somebody's a biased Russell Wilson fan in here. Just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and I am because I got him on Friday night on my card, so there you go. <laughs> or on Monday night. Uh, the Broncos stumble in here with a 31st-ranked scoring offense, 15 points per game. I think Wilson's going to have to start showing some improvement here. There was so much hype about his arrival in Denver that the Broncos drew four primetime games in the first six weeks. <laughs> now, Scott, those games have been low-scoring eyesores uh, to this point, but the Broncos lost to the Seahawks and the Colts by a total of four yeah. points. They beat the 49ers by one. Like you said, it's it's been a competitive football team. It's not like they've been uh, rotten week in and week out, and I'm actually on the Broncos plus five on Monday night there we against go. the Chargers. That's one of the uh, the games on my card this week. Sometimes you got to buy on bad news as a mm-hmm. handicapper. I kind of feel like that's what you're doing with the Broncos this week. I, I think only one point. That's all that you know. They lost to Seattle by and three points uh, to Indy in overtime from that four and one record. Right. The defense has played fine for the most part. Of the Chargers are one dimensional, so this Denver defense can go up against a Charger offense that has a proven it can pass and run effectively in the same game for the most part. And then you've always got you know on the other side of the field. For once, Denver lines up with a coaching staff that isn't going to be out coached in all likelihood by the team that's across the coaching staff that's across the <laughs> the other side of the field. I mean, they're going to make as many mistakes as Denver's coaches will. But again, I, I think their defense will keep them in it. I also thought I saw a couple of glimmers of hope last time out for Denver on offense where it looked like things were starting to click a little bit. Now we'll see if that's something that they can build on and all of a sudden they start to play better or not. But I did see some glimpses in their, in their last game where it looked like at times the offense was starting to get on the same page. Boy. I'm being real nice here, Matt. I'm, I'm trying to work, you know, try to build up our plays on Monday night. Otherwise, it's going to be one of those misery loves company things I, for us. I, I, <laughs> I was sitting here trying to think, what did he see in that Thursday night game that I didn't see? There's a couple of late plays. Oh, late. a couple of plays. In <laughs> <laughs> that 12 9 loss. Be positive, man. In that 12 9 loss to the Colts. Uh, Russell Wilson just made, he did make a couple of bad decisions with the football. Yeah. Uh, in that, in the, at the end of that game. I want to know right now who's been worse at his job, Russell Wilson or Nathaniel Hackett, and I think it's got to be Hackett. Well, good. I'm glad you said that because, as you can tell by well, I couldn't my say level... Wilson because I knew you were going to get really upset. <laughs> I was going to throw a paper or a bottle of water at him. <laughs> but, no, I, I do think it's Hackett. Again, just the way he, he handled things to get this team ready for the regular season. I mean, it's just – that's an F. That's a grade of an F right out of the blocks. You we hear a lot of these coaches talk about the work that these guys get in practice, quarterbacks say too, the work we get in practice yeah. is more important than any of those reps we could get in preseason games. I heard the Raiders say it. They're one and four. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, some of these teams that didn't play quarterbacks in the preseason, not off to hot starts. I actually, uh, I like to fade the Chargers in the home favorite role. I always feel like the, some, for some reason the Chargers have had this characteristic for years where they're more dangerous as a dog sure. and they're better as road dogs. You get them a home laying points. What happens? Last time they were a home favorite, they got beat by Jacksonville, thirty-eight to ten. Yeah, of course, you had a quarterback who was really banged up in that game, but but he did but still. Start. The point is there, and yeah. I, I I agree with you. When they're favored at home, I look to fade them, and they they don't have much of a home following. I mean, I know Denver's been bad on offense, and the the fans are down on the team, but they're going to have you know maybe half the half the fan base at the yeah. game on Sunday. So it's not like the Chargers have any. They haven't had a home field advantage since they were at uh, old Jack Murphy you know, a few years ago. And um, so, again, I'm with you. When the Chargers are away from home, they're getting points. In fact, when they're on the eastern seaboard, I look to play them. But when they're at home and they're laying, 
And uh, boy, it, it's kind of funny because I was looking at this and I saw earlier today, it was probably about 10, 11 o'clock this morning Pacific time, where I checked a couple of outlets that will tell you kind of where the tickets are. And it wasn't the circuit, but it was a couple of others. And they were in that 60% range, tickets on the Chargers, yet the money um, didn't seem like it was going to be moving a lot towards the Chargers at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I thought this might be one of those, you know, Joes versus pros games where, you know, the, the person who wants a little bit of entertainment and $20 parlays and all that is going to be plunking down money on the Chargers and maybe some of the pros will be on the other side. And the Chargers have won back-to-back -back games. They won at Houston. They won at Cleveland. Not especially impressive in those wins, but I think sometimes when a team wins back-to-back -back games, the public starts to believe in that team a little bit more sure. and it might give you value on the underdog here in this spot. And not too many people, uh, we're in a small group mm -hmm. that are willing to bet the Broncos right now yes. because they've looked, their offenses <laughs> look so bad, uh, not too many uh, public bettors want to play the Broncos. Right. And I think that's going to be the case on Monday night. All right, let's really uh, make Scott mad here uh -oh. and let's play a clip from uh, NFL Network. Brian Baldinger, who's a, a very sensible analyst, uh, one of my favorite analysts, sure. and Michael Robinson, a debate here. Do the Broncos already regret the Russell Wilson deal? I think it's too early for that. But I had, I, if I had the video right now, Mike, I would show one misread after another mm. against the, the Indianapolis Colts last Thursday. I mean, it was awful. And you couldn't believe that it was Russell Wilson. And then to throw the interception at the end when a field goal probably wins the game and you get out of there. Uh, out of Denver right there with the win. I, it, it's not gone well these first five weeks at all. Uh, I want to give it some more time, but the offense is not clicking. It is not in sync, and it's the quarterback's job to put it in sync. Absolutely, Baldy. Um, no, it ain't working, and I'm going to say absolutely the Denver Broncos have a little bias remorse. I think they thought they was getting another iteration of what Peyton Manning was, and people have to remember, Peyton Manning brought a playbook with him. He sat the offensive coordinator down, and he taught the offensive coordinator and the rest of the team his playbook. That's not really what Russell Wilson does. But, Baldy, to your point, I do think it's early. I do think he will get his football together, but I'm not so sure the Denver Broncos are going to the playoffs. All right, let's check in with the president of the Broncos fan club over here to my left, Scott Spreitzer. <laughs> Scott, Scott, I think you, you would probably admit that the Broncos have a little bit of buyer's remorse in terms of the contract extension because it's five years, $245 sure. million, and he's under contract with the Broncos for the next seven years. Right now he looks kind of heavy-legged. He, um, he looks a little bit slow. And when you're 33 years old and you lose a half a step and you got 23, 25-year-old defenders chasing you down, Russell Wilson's not going to be – the same running threat right. he was in the past. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. He's not the same as what he once was. We should have had Cornegie on tonight, man. A Broncos fan, right? Wasn't Cornegie a big Broncos fan? He still uh, is. I, yeah. I needed, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I need some help from, from Jay uh, <laughs> on this. All right, Baldinger, who I, by the way, I like his clips. I always like mm -hmm. to listen to Baldinger on his analysis uh, with NFL situations. I'll say this real quickly. He says it's too early to decide if they should regret Russell Wilson signing or not. And then two seconds later, immediately says he saw multiple misreads mm -hmm. and he was awful. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, he's right about both of that. Yeah. At the same time, then you saw Michael Robinson come in and say when Peyton Manning came to Denver, he brought the playbook and said, here's what we're going to do. That's what they should have done with Russell Wilson. They should have incorporated what he'd been doing in Seattle, and they didn't do it. Well, what's going to have to happen here to get the Broncos on the right track, I think is obvious, Scott. you got to clean out the coaching staff. Absolutely. I'm with you. Almost, you know, if, if you invest well, this much. Let's get a win on Monday first. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm actually, yeah. I, th I think Wilson's going to play well on Monday night. Yeah. I, got a, I got a feeling he's going to play well. But if you want to get the best out of him, you're going to have to get a different coach in there at the end of the season. Anyway, quick break. We come back. Will Hill on deck with his best bets.
The reigning and defending NBA Finals champions, the Golden State Warriors, enter the 2022-2023 regular season arguably better than they were a season ago. Yes, some guys depart. Gary Payton II is gone. Nemanja Belica is gone, as well as some depth guys as well. But when depth guys as well, but when depth guys as well, but when depth guys as well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.